Welcome to Education Currents, a show designed to provide current educational news and commentary from a Christian worldview. The greatest resource any community has is its children, and by providing for them the best possible education, we are providing for ourselves and future generations. Join us as we explore the latest social and political issues surrounding education. Here are your hosts, Dr. Rose Gamlin. Welcome, welcome. I'm talking to Craig Jojo Colquitt. He is a former NFL football player puncher who in the late 1970s brought home two Super Bowl rings with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And of course, where I come from, there's a lot of Pittsburgh Steeler fans. He spent seven seasons with the Steelers. Colquitt was twice named All-SEC while playing for the University of Tennessee and was inducted into the Greater Knoxville Hall of Fame in 2009. He is sought after as a speaker by Christian Youth and Sports Associations. Craig makes his home near Nashville, Tennessee. Upon NFL retirement, Colquitt began his second career as a marketing representative. He was instrumental in leading his company to become the largest maintenance service provider for K-12 public education in the U.S. for 13 years. He's led Colquitt's punting and kicking camps. Colquitt's most important career these days is being a dad, grandfather, and a man after God's own heart. Colquitt is a creative author, illustrator, painter, guitarist, and public speaker with an amazing testimony. The Colquitt punting legacy continues with his two sons, Dustin and Brenton, who are current NFL players. Colquitt has eight grandchildren and one more on the way. That's right. Here we go. So where's a good website that our listeners can go to? So Craig Colquitt, C-R-A-I-G-C-O-L-Q-U-I-T-T dot com. And we're going to talk about a really great project. It's a book titled, Jojo, What Happened to Your Hair? So tell me how you went from all these other things to now writing for children. Thank you for asking, and thank you for uh, talking about my website. Uh, I am a grandfather of, of eight grandkids, 11 down to two, and one more on the way. And I really like spending time with them and telling stories. Did that as they were growing up to put them to sleep. And uh, through time, you know, I wanted to reinvent myself, and that's what the website's about. Uh, instead of uh, going into retirement and, and just relaxing, I decided I wanted to be creative. Uh, I play guitar, I paint, I write. And one day I'm with one of the grandkids, and uh, he asked me, he said, Jojo, what happened to your hair? And uh, initially I'm going, well, that's offensive. (laughs) But it's reality, and I started thinking about it. And, you know, I'm kind of a creative, so I think, what can I do with this? And that was about two and a half years ago. So about a year ago I started uh, coming together on the idea of doing uh, publishing, self-publishing, and through that met a literary agent, and um, he's introduced me to uh, Danielle and others that have put, we put the book together. Uh, The book's in China now being printed. It will be on the market May 22nd. 
So the exciting part about it, uh, one of my daughter-in-laws is a homeschooler, and she looked at the, the book, and she goes, she loves the art, and she loves that it's it's easy to read, and it flows. It's not too much, and uh, at the end of the day, I'll read this all the time. Yeah, so, so you know, of course, now that you say it, I can see the resemblance of the character on the front of the book in yourself. What did happen to your hair? I mean, can you tell us? Well, it's interesting effect. The the first way it happened, and I told the grandkids, is I wore a football helmet. Mm, so I wore it all the time, and I took time. it off, put it on, took it off, and the helmet took my hair away. So throughout the book, I'm, I've got whimsical ways that Now, my hair of course... Went. If their dads are in the NFL, are they also experiencing the same phenomenon? My sons are not losing their hair. You know, in, in fact, my dad lost very little, and I don't think even his <laughs> relatives lost any at all. I think, I think I'm uh, unique to the bunch, but it's just a creative way to really to attach to the grandkids. Yes. And, you know, let's talk about connecting. Kids with their technology and everything can easily you know, parents will say, well, they're, you know, they're always on their smartphones or their tablets, and uh, they just don't want to talk to me. But is that something you find to be true? Well, the, the beauty of that is their ages, but um, the homeschooling mom and dad, uh, they did get them the two oldest cell phones. Uh, but when, at, in the beginning, when they got them the cell phones, they noticed really quickly was consuming them. So they took the phones away for 60 days and said, here's how we're going to do this. Only are you going to be on the phones when you're with family and you're talking to family. So that now I'm getting pictures when they're doing their things and they're calling me on the phone and, and they have Skype. So it's, yes. it's a lot of fun. Uh, my oldest son is he has an RV and they they traveled out to San Diego and they're coming back through the Grand Canyon and back up to Kansas City and then down to the beach so they're they're actually doing homeschooling on the RV so it's uh, and I'm getting the the text and the photos so yeah the the big concern down the line will be the effect of social media in fact, I talk about that on my website, how um, I'm really surprised how violent verbally people are becoming. And uh, it could be a constructive, the social media can, but uh, unless we get a control of it now, yes. you know, they have to shut it down. Even. I mean, great that your children made a, a they changed directions and took some, you know, took a step back and said, okay, now we're going to introduce it again, but now it's on our terms. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. And, and I've, I noticed with the kids that, you know, I have four grown children and I have 10 grandchildren and my oldest granddaughter now is in her 20s. And I praise God for social media because I still get to talk to her and interact with her. Because we're Facebook friends, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have that, I'm sure, if it wasn't for that. I'm happy about that, but the downside is that there's other grandkids that are just spending their whole lives on a screen. The, the parents are using it as a babysitting device, and that, you know, I can see some long-term problems with that, so... I agree with that. You know, television, you know, I saw that growing up. I wanted to spend a lot of time on the television. And now we have 
social media, YouTube, and uh, Snapchat, and, and uh, Instagram. Uh, it's endless. Yeah. But it, it can. And, you know, the, already we're, the, even the inventors of our social media are saying, we've created an evil. And, yes. and we need to we need to rein this in somehow. Yes. So. I know we started here, but let's jump back to the very beginning, uh, before you even knew you were going to be a football star. How how were your parents with you that to to create a quality person? How how did they do that? Very good question. I'm I'm born again Christian. I was. Uh, my parents, we were at church, uh, Mondays, our Wednesdays and Sundays. My dad was a deacon. So I saw a good example. You know, that example affects, you know, it said raise them up in it and they'll return to it. So I'm a return to it. I'm a, I call myself the prodigal son and the prodigal old man. So the, the building the business turned me into an entertainer. And I traveled and had an unlimited expense account so it was destructive in its nature and and I didn't control myself and now and later in life what I'm seeing is a legacy that's beneficial for generations and that's the creativity and the guitar I've got two of the grandkids that have taken up guitar actually four and now the kids are drawing and they want me to see what they've drawn so the for us to be able to create individually is a whole lot more uh, enlightening or, or build self-building than any gift we can give, really. You know, you find who you are through, through creativity. Yeah, ever since uh, we have Ancestor.com and some of these other things, I, and as I age myself, I think, you know, my grandparents, were they praying for their grandchild, me? Were they praying for me like I'm praying for my grandchild? Are, were they praying for generations that they would never meet until, you know, that great day? And and I think that it has to bear, a, a, it bears for a sense of purpose, especially as we get older that we're leaving this legacy and yours is creativity and don't you think that when God gives you a gift like that you have to find ways to give it back absolutely I, I, I is it so I, think, I guess it's uh, Psalms 37 4 delight in the Lord and, and the Lord will give you the desires of your heart well I, I never could get the art going I never could get the guitar going the way I wanted so I rededicated my life fashioned it uh, like a man after God's own heart. And what I've seen is a, a huge difference in my art and the guitar. So the the desires to me is the art, the music, and being able to share that with my grandkids is a greater gift than I could have imagined for myself. So that's the God thing. Yeah, that is. Well, we have to take a break right here, but I do have this question I'm trying to hold on to long enough to ask it when we come back. So remind me. We'll be right back. I'm Joy Michaels, and this is Heartbeat. In today's fast-paced and ever-changing society, we're lucky if the computer we bought last week will make it a few months before a newer, bigger, and better one arrives on the scene. In the Bible, the New Testament book of Hebrews tells us, however, 
that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. Perhaps this is why we often have such a hard time trusting in his promises. But know this. In his faithfulness, God has proved himself tried and true to all generations. May this be welcome news to you today as we all struggle to find something in life that will never fail us. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Welcome back. I'm here with Craig Jojo, which is the term of endearment that your grandchildren call you. That's right. right. Jojo Mm -hmm. Colquitt. And he was originally a football star. He you you had you got two pins here. One, let's see, that would be thirteen and fourteen. So two years in a row with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Super Bowl thirteen and fourteen with the Super Steelers. Bowl thirteen. Do you still have those rings? I do. Oh, he does. Man, I'm gonna have to get a picture. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, standing with you. I've never stood with anybody that has two rings. Actually, I've never stood with anybody that has one ring. I'll be well, honest uh, with you. I like that. I'd be excited <laughs> to do that with you. <laughs> so JoJo, as your grandchildren call you, has brought something home if, as far as art and music. And I think my question is, do you think we are our own worst enemies when it comes to creating? Because we look at other people and go, well, we might not be able to sing as well as they do, or we might not be able to paint as well as they do, and, and it stops us. Oh, I totally agree with that. I hear people say all the time, I can't even draw a straight line. And and that's defeatism right there. You know, for me to take the time to create, it's uh, it's very rewarding. I mean, it's fulfilling. You know, I'm physically able to draw. I'm physically, mentally able to come up with ideas. All of us are gifted in some fashion. And, and the idea is just to find what that passion is and, and be, let it be creative. You know, we're, we're so hard on ourselves, whereas if we're created, created in God's image, thing is, find out what that image is for you. We're, we're the same. Yes. So the opportunity's yes. ours for the taking. Yes. Well, I mean, it looks, the book looks really fun. Do you have other books that are coming or that are, you know, maybe giving birth in your brain? Absolutely. I'm, uh, a business card at the bottom says Philippians 4, 6 through 8. What I want to do with that, those verses is create a character. And I'll probably use Jojo as the character how, how I translate those verses into life because when I have an opportunity to speak with people young people I'll quote the verses and then I'll translate what they actually say I mean like Paul says don't be anxious and Paul in at any time he knew he was going to be killed by the Romans mm-hmm. that's a little bit of anxiousness you know yes. he was probably but he's telling us don't be anxious you know and Jesus says don't worry So I start off with, I'm hoping to take those verses, put it into visual cartoons that are entertaining, but get the point across. Paul's telling us how to live our lives. And you have gurus all the time on the internet. You know, they're 
tens of thousands of them telling us how to live, you yes. know, and, and Paul's telling us in the simplest of fashions how to live your life that is fulfilling. Yes, and don't you think that as a grandparent, the first mission field is in your family with your children and your children's children? So who, you know, if nothing else happens, that's certainly important enough. It is incredibly significant. I tell people all the time, and they, they say, well, I can't believe you have two punters that's come out of your house. And I told them, I said, when they were little, I remember, heard it somewhere, some in the back of my mind, I don't know who I have in my house. So I need to give them as much attention as I possibly can. You know, I'm a working dad, and mom was working too, uh, so it was difficult. But we don't know who we have in our house. Who, that's right. We didn't know Billy Graham. The parents didn't know Billy Graham was going to be Billy Graham. That's you know, he right. just passed away. So look at the influence yes. that he had. Yes. So what have you learned from being a parent that you do better as a grandparent, that you wish you could tell other parents, hey, just skip the mistakes I made and go straight to this point? All we have is time. And if we... If we're going to schedule ourselves and create a schedule, then create that time for those children. You know, give them the opportunity to find out who they are. Because in reality, they're probably kind of scared about being little because mm-hmm. everybody around them's big. You know, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. So give, take that, give them as much time as you possibly can. Because I was a working dad, and that wasn't in my head. My head was to feed them, keep a roof over their house, mm-hmm. head, and that. And when I could give them time, I would. And as a grandparent, I now know what it means. Well, you don't spoil them. You let them have the leash they need, yes. but you're there for them. Yes. Yeah, My, I have a couple, a couple of grandsons that... You know, they seem to come to the house all upset with each other. There's three of them. And I tell them, as soon as you walk in this door, you can't yell and scream at each other. And they believe me. They really believe me. And, you know, and the parents will come and look around and go, how'd you do it? Shh, don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, don't, don't tell them. I, I'm not going to tell them. They just aren't. They just aren't allowed. And I think one time they might have tested it. And I said, oh, you got to each sit in a chair now and you can't talk to each other. One time, that's all it took. Now they're, you know, one's in the seventh grade, one's in the fifth grade, one's in the first grade. But it's amazing. The, you know, if as a parent, I probably would have been spanking them and I don't know what all. But, you know, being quite punitive, and now as a grandmom, I'm just like, you can't do that here. Okay, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need to know their boundaries. Yeah. You know, I, I heard somebody say once upon a time that we're born very selfish. Me, me, I, I. This is my world. Give it, give it to me. If you watch mm-hmm. children, that's where they are. They have to learn to be nice, to be to share yeah. and whatever, because the way I look at it, we all can be Cain and Abel. You know, we will yes. kill to, mm-hmm. to have what we want or out of jealousy. So we have to watch these little hearts and, and help them form. We do. And I don't think, I think that with technology and the fact that we 
are so busy. You know, burdens under Satan's yoke. Really, he's got he's got moms and dads working so hard to put food on the table, keep shelter, clothing, and everything. That our kids are in an affirmation deficit. They just don't get as much affirmation as they need. So sometimes if a parent just says, okay, today is a day of affirmation, they'll find out that half of the squabbles take care of themselves. True. Mm -hmm. Because that love tank's all filled up and we're, you know, we feel better about ourselves. I mean, who doesn't act better when they feel good about themselves? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm a testament to that. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the task at hand here. We got a little bit sidetracked. So how has your spouse supported you in this reinvention? Well, unfortunately, I'm divorced, but our communication is good. You know, and she's always supported me uh, before, but the support is anything for the grandkids, for the family. So that's my status. So we could, you know, I mean, I don't know if you would be willing to talk about that, but that is a, that has its own set of loss, you know, sadness. How do you manage through that? I mean, that's akin to losing a spouse to death, but people don't give it the same import. But for you that's going through it, Definitely. Yeah, you. I, I guess the transition for me was uh, was very difficult because we were married thirty years, and wow. you know that's tough. I was more worried about the kids, but you know it, it caught up with me because there there is a grief there uh, is. that you go through, and uh, and you can I can push it aside. I said I'm big, I'm strong, I can handle this. Nope. Uh, no, I imploded very di- badly, <laughs> you know, and, and going back to my company, my company, you know, I've unfortunately um, did well financially and I was able to take care of the wife, the former wife, and I wanted that situation so the boys don't have to take care of her. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm uh, struggling. I mean, I'm doing all right, but I'm uh, I'm on my own recreating myself, yes. so I'm starting over again. But it's the greatest experience because what I've done is I've, through prayer and petition and not worrying, is I'm living my life the way Paul's talking about and being in in a servant mind. Yeah. You know, instead of that, I'm the breadwinner, I'm bringing this whole home, all this home, you know, now I'm serving. And it's much more fulfilling uh, to be in this situation. It seems like I'm listening to God and, and the through the prayer, the, the mustard seed yes. uh, of faith has just taken off for me, meeting people. So I just praise God for our time together because there are so many challenges on this earth. And really, it is our focus on Jesus that keeps us going and gives us hope in the face of hopelessness and despair. And thank you for talking to us. Thank you. We've come to the end of the show and I have one last thing to say and that is God bless.
You have been listening to Education Currents, a production of MRG Media Ministries. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.